Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Legend has it that one day, a new king will come. Who will use the power of the trident to put Atlantis back together again. This is the exact spot that Volko gave me my first swimming lesson. I already know how to swim. Not even close. You have to forget all the teaching of the surface world. Go deeper. Uncover your Atlantean instincts. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf Vega, and I have with me... Jake Jarvis. And today we're doing the spoiler-filled review of Aquaman. And uh, if you haven't seen it, obviously, we're going to talk spoilers from beginning to end here. And um, this is your last warning. You know, after this point, you'll get full spoilers. So if you don't want to watch the movie with spoilers, you know, review with spoilers, then don't listen beyond this point. Just pause it. We'll be here. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. So, the movie begins um, with... It's kind of hard to... I don't know. The movie jumps around in time a lot. We mentioned this in the spoiler-free version, where it, it kind of is loose with the time frame. Like, certain events don't, you know, happens, and then like another event happens, and then, like, wait, how did that connect... The movie begins with um, Aquaman in a sub, I think it was. No, it begins with the beginning of the story with um, you see Aquaman's mom come to land and you see his father, you know, uh, rescue her and take her to the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. This is set in 1985 and... um, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. He just sees a beautiful woman that's on, you know, the side of the cliff. And um, Mm -hmm. he helps her her out. And then, you know, she's kind of not sure what's going on when she wakes up. But it's, Mm -hmm. you know, likable enough. And, you know, literally the fish out of water scenes and, you know, not sure what's happening with everything. Mm -hmm. And you see that they fall in love. You know, over a course of time and eventually have a kid, which is Arthur Curry, which is Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's named after a hurricane, which is uh, uh, a good way to sell that somebody would actually name their kid Arthur in 1985. And not Chris. Arthur is not a common name, but it's a good name. I like it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good name. But it is not a common name anymore, especially in the States. I mean, besides Aquaman, the only other Arthur I know is is the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, Arthur Trench's Fish and Chips. Um, but that's neither here or there. So we get to see, yeah. you know, a young Arthur Curry, young Aquaman. And, um, you know, he's on a trip with them um, to Aquarium, I guess, and... He's getting bullied, and then he's trying to talk to the fish, and you know they make fun of him, and you see like him actually the the sharks and attack the you know um, glass and scare the kids, and you see that Arthur can you know understands this, you know, mm-hmm. and then you see that um, his mom has to leave, 
and he, you know, he's upset. And then eventually you get another scene where he's training with the trident and, um, you know, you, you kind of skip over everything that's happened in Batman versus Superman and Aqua and uh, justice league. <sighs> and you have him kind of rescue a sub, which I don't know how he knew to rescue the sub or what, you know, it's like, okay. And then you see the, you know, the characters for Black Manta and his father and his pirate gang trying to take over and Aquaman stops them. And, um, you know, I kind of feel that the father was going to die. We kind of, you know, that was kind of obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did understand why Aquaman let him die. You know, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he just regarded him as a pirate and didn't value his life. Because he killed all those other people. And obviously the son disagrees. Thought his father was worthy of being saved. And was worthy. Didn't despise having killed all those people. Now they never mention how he got the title or the name Aquaman. <laughs> it's just he's called Aquaman by the media. I just I, I was I was hoping that they would kind of reference that scene or show it because like you know other superheroes have had like their name you know it's a cute scene or something and this one just kind of like all right he's Aquaman you know but that's just me yeah well uh it's more than he ever got in the comics oh yeah they never mentioned it in the comics either yeah they just call him Aquaman oh, hmm. okay <laughs> um so. You know, I don't know how he knows about the sub being attacked. I don't know why he was there. It just kind of, okay, sure, he's there. He's helping yeah. out. <laughs> they could have had a scene where a, a whale tells him or something, and then he goes to rescue. But he's just kind of like, you know, you'd be grateful I'm saving you. I'm missing happy hour. And then, you know, he comes on shore, and you know he goes to the bar, and um, the guys are there. It's like, hey. You know, you see the TV, and the TV's talking about, you know, Aquaman, and then they're like, hey, I know you, and it's like a big cop-out. Like, do you, you think that they're going to get into a fight, and Aquaman's going to beat them all, and, like, he just wants a picture. And it's like, it's actually really adorable. Yeah, it's a nice fake-out scene. It's well done. It, the editing is spectacular. You're expecting a fight, and you get selfies. It's awesome. Uh yeah, and this is the. I should point this out. This is the most pro alcohol movie I've seen since Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you get the dad, and you talk to, to him, and it's like, you know, it's like, oh, you gotta try to help out, and you know, you see the sea, you know, starting to go on shore, and like have these giant currents, and um, you know, eventually, like, there's an accident, and Aquaman tries to help his dad, and. Mira's there and actually, you know, introduces him to her or Mira introduces him to Aquaman. Then the stuff happens and Mira actually helps use her water power to um, get stop her dad from drowning. And it was really a convincing scene. I really like how she uses her power. Mm hmm. Yeah, they really handle Mira very well because, uh, I mean, she's one of uh DC's uh, baddest badass. I mean, she was written as a badass even before uh, Wonder Woman was written as a badass. 
and the action scenes she's in, she holds her own on those scenes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Nicole Kidman's no slouch either is Atlanta. Because that is, like, in the house is wow. So we get to, um, you know, Mira's like, I need your help. You need to come with me. And, you know, he's like, all right, fine. He doesn't really want to do it. And um, they go, and they go to, like, Atlantis. And, you know, it's really beautiful. I really like it, you know, how they showed off Atlantis. Yeah, it's a really spectacular. Uh, the oh, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, it's just so. And this, oh, when you see this in a theater, you might want to sit back a couple of rows further back than you normally sit. Because this movie is really wide screen, and it makes and James Wan makes use of every inch of it. So you want to have a full field of vision because he's got stuff going on in the corners. Uh, every he doesn't just place the action center; he has stuff going on all through the frame. Yeah, I actually sat in the second row, and it, you know we had the reclining seat, so I was able to watch it. But uh, I did feel like, oh, I got to pan left and right a little more because there's a lot of things going on, you know. Um, but I did love how they explained the legend of Atlantis and explained the back history with Atlantis and how it fell and how the people grew powers. I love that. I think that was fantastic. Uh-huh. And they separated the seven... They made the seven seas be the seven tribes. Yeah. And... and they- they- they really went nice Game of Thrones here with that and made it, uh, yeah, I joked, I joked uh, to some friends, I said, looks like DC's decided to uh, go all Namor on uh, with uh, Aquaman, except make him nice instead of being a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, Namor never seemed like a likable character. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love Namor, but he's always been written as a douchebag. And like Aquaman, I I always felt like they give him so much bad crap over the decades. You know, Aqua Super Friends was never kind to Aquaman, and the jokes have been ongoing for decades. And it's just like he's an awesome character. Give him some slack. And this movie finally shows how cool he is. <laughs> Oh, there's been some cool runs of Aquaman, but but for every uh, Ramona Frieden, uh, Jim Ap- uh, Aparo, or uh, Nick Cardi, I mean, there were just some terrible runs where he was drawn uh, with these little black undies on top of his t- green tights and uh, these green gauntlets that there's no way you could swim in them. Because they would fill up with water and create such drag, and of course, uh, uh, let's not forget the old uh, Silver Age favorite uh, Topo, uh, his pet octopus that he taught to play musical instruments, makes an appearance in the movie playing drums. Yeah, it was fun. It was I I caught that and I was like, oh, I know what that is. That's cool. I like that. You know, um, and. You know, you get to the scene where it's like, oh, you have to challenge him to the death um, to fight your brother, Orm, which is becomes Ocean Master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Orm's a lot more interesting in this movie than he is in the comic books. They did what they could. I, I, 
I think he was still cheesy and overacted, but they did what they could. I, I wish it was better, but it is what it is, you know? So it worked for me he's, because Orm's a psychotic. And you eventually learn that um, Orm basically hired um, Black Manta to help, you know, um, start the war, you know, and to be in the sub and to, you know, shoot out. Yes. and. So basically, uh, uh, Black Manta is operating as the killmonger in this movie. Um, I, I, I don't... And I won't make a cheesy joke that would make him fishmonger, but... We promise no more jo- no stupid jokes. Okay. But, yeah, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, Black Manta, you know, obviously wants to kill um, Aquaman because he, he didn't do anything his father and help him. And then, you know, Orm gives him the technology, you know, to be more <laughs> awesome. And I, I really like that he was tinkering with it and playing with it and made it his own. Yeah. It's very... Yeah, they they just took... Black Manta in the comic books, uh, and ran it to eleven, uh, cu- uh, and, and went with a lot of the Jeff Johns uh, reinvention of the character. Because uh, uh, I don't know how you how many people are familiar with Black Manta. Probably not many, because they're probably not that familiar with the Aquaman comics. But Black Manta kills Aquaman and Mera's first child. Eventually in the comics, not in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, there is no kid in this movie. They haven't had a kid yet. The only kid is Aquaman. Um, the Aquababy hasn't been born yet. Hell, they're not even dating yet. Uh, but the comics, I mean, I mean, this was like, because I, I mean, this is like one of the first big Silver Age, oh my God, uh, jaw-dropping moments. Yeah. And, uh, and it stuck. Uh, he never came back. No, yeah. That scene, I think it was in Justice League, the animated series, where he has to take off his hand to save his kid and he still fails. Oh my god, that hit me hard when I was watching that. <laughs> that could be seen that could be in Aquaman 2 or something and hit yeah. everyone like a ton of bricks and... You know, I look yeah, for- the uh, harpoon thing didn't happen until the 90s. But that's neither here or there. Let's keep going with the story yeah. here. Um, yeah, let's not digress about Aquaman comics. You know, it, it, it's just, it's so good to see him on screen. It's so good. He's, you know, one of the older comic book characters that has never had a movie and, like, TV show really to his own name. It's always, like, it's too expensive to do a TV show underwater, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, this has been, want, people have been wanting Aquaman, you know, next, you know, older characters, like Flash, which God knows if we're going to get that. <laughs> Yeah, probably when we get Gambit. But, um, you know, The Flash at least has a TV show that you could watch and enjoy, you know, so it's not completely, you know, never really see him. But, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, you get Orm and Aquaman get to fight, and, you know, it's a really cool fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mira saves them, and they escape, which... I wasn't sure about, I think it's like, okay, I could see why they needed to do that, but I felt like there's probably a better way of handling that, I think. 
Yeah, this 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 story is really is a really old fashioned the way it's set up. I mean, it feels almost uh like some of these like the knights of the round table type of thing, with the only difference being Mara has agency and kicks ass. But I mean it's I mean, they really go Game of Thrones, you know, minus the sex, because this is a PG-13 movie. But, you know, they really treat the royal intrigue and spectacle of it. And, you know, Mira mentions that the if he gets the, um, what is it called? The, not the spear, but the um, trident of Atlanta, that he could uh-huh. be the rightful heir and not have to yeah. fight Orm to the death. And uh, but it's been lost in time, and they have to go out on an adventure to find it, and they take them to different parts of the world, and this is where it becomes like an adventure movie, and I, I totally dig this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like in um out in the desert. I mean, this really starts feeling like the Mummy, Indiana Jones, uh, Romancing the Stone, you know, that kind of uh maybe uh Sahara. I mean, this, it's just like lighthearted adventure. Uh, and, and, you know, yeah. Like when they jump out of the airplane, which you've seen in the trailer, uh, it's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, the, you just cut, you know, um, get to see why they, how they got to the airplane, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they um, figure out that you have to go to Sahara, the Sahara Desert, and, like, there's another area over there i was also wondering okay these are people that can swim fast underwater what do they need a submarine for yeah or a boat yeah uh, um i guess just because they wanted they knew maybe mira knew about the um trench demons and didn't want to um you know swim into that yeah that that works but it would have been nice to have an explanation. So, um, yeah, they go to the Sahara, find, like, a secret area, and, um, you know, Aquaman's, like, pretty much the, the audience is thinking, is like, hey, wh- what? Well, they go to Italy first, or uh, Sicily, um, and then they find, you know, they find where to go, which is the Sahara, and uh, that Sicily action scene on the rooftop was spectacular. Uh-huh, yeah. That was uh, some nice stuff. Nice angle. Oh, and, and the camera half the time, it looked like the camera was falling along. It's like, did they have a cameraman, stunt person, actually run behind them while this other stunt people were jumping? I mean, it was crazy. And they had a scene where a guy goes through a wall and the camera follows. I mean, how much of this was in camera and how much was digitally done to do that? It just uh, it just really took you into it. You just felt like you were part, you were, I mean, you were moving around on the rooftops with them. I mean, wow. And my wife was, uh, she was like, no, don't use the wine. That's really good wine. No, that's like the source wine. The, no. And then Mira uses the old wine to, you know, use an attack. And I was like, it was, it was awesome. But like my wife knowing how you know great super uh-huh. old Sicilian or Italian wine, you're just like that's the best of the best wine you'll ever get in your life, <laughs> you know. Well, when these people die, they're gonna die well. 
and drunk. Um, but yeah, it was really fun, and the Sahara scene was fun too, and like really good. You know, the three D there with the the cliff was really, you know, d- good depth wise, and you know the pee joke I thought was kind of cringeworthy, but not terrible. But the thing is, Jason Momo, it doesn't seem pervy. You just laugh and it's kind of grown. You treat it like a dad joke. Um. So yeah, you eventually find out. Okay, you got to go to the trench, and then the trench leads to, um, you know, the trench people. And that scene was so awesome and scary with the trench people attacking the ship with Mira and Aquaman. Uh huh. That was just awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I felt like I was kind of watching the scary version of The Shape of Water. I mean, these creatures, I look like straight out of the creature from the Black Lagoon, only scarier. And oh my God, when they were using those flares to keep them away, you know, this reminded me so much, strangely, of The Abyss. Yeah, and multiple layers of 3D there were like, you know, trying to get in there, you know, escaping going into the trench oh i just loved it loved it loved it loved it and then you you go into like this huge like whirlpool or something and you come out and it says location um the mysterious center of the world i was like what it's like oh my god it's awesome uh-huh yeah it's another uh dc deep cut uh warlord uh the series is set in uh, hollow earth with dinosaurs. And then you see there that the Aquaman's mom is still alive. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't expect. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the original Wasp and Ant-Man and the Wasp. But like they, they didn't take two similar. movies. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, they didn't take two movies to get to the point. You just, you got to it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, so they tried to kill me, but they failed, obviously. And, um, you know, that's where you go in there and, like, okay, only the right person can get the, you know, trident. And, you know, you have a talking... Now, I don't wasn't sure what this thing was. My wife was like, is this a kraken? Is this a kraken? Was it a kraken? It looked like a... It could. It looked like some prehistoric hobgoblin type of creature that was part kraken, part... Uh, <laughs> part squid, uh, voiced by uh, Julie Andrews. And um, yeah, it, he you know talks to him and like the to her, to her and the, that dialogue was actually really good. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And he gets the you know trident and. You know, he walks out of the there with the trident and wearing the Aquaman green and gold, which you see that the uh, Atlanta, ha, or Atlantis, Atlanta, ha, was wearing it when he died or whatever. So, yeah, you understand where he got it from. And he looks awesome in that. He looks amazing in that suit. Yeah, they managed to make that suit look awesome. With the gauntlets, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that it's like, good. I'm glad they just absorb and you know absorb the comic book, respect the comic book, and just go for it. You don't have to piss around and be like, yeah, I did something cool with it. Same thing with um Ocean Master and his you know look, which was like you know 
I guess his face pieces of his mask, whatever. It looked uh, it can't look goofy, but it worked. Yeah, it's comic book accurate, and so was a uh, Black Manta. All of it looks like ninety five percent as good as a you know a live action comic book would look like. It doesn't. They don't. You know, they don't have that whole. Let's be realistic. No, let's go full on and just uh, you yeah. know. This movie, I would say the script is like a phase one Marvel. The effects are like a phase two Marvel movie, to put it in comic geek terms. Um, well, comic geek terms. So, yeah, he goes back, and then now he's the rightful king, and they have the big uh, ocean battle, which I thought I wanted a little more of. You know, it was a, kind of a small tease, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of uh, the Western. Uh, Red River, when uh, John Wayne squares off against Montgomery Cliff, and they both are like, and this woman says, uh, neither one of you is going to kill the other one, you know, stop this nonsense. Kind of reminded me of that dynamic, which the reason I mention it, it's the only time I can remember a movie doing that effectively. Like this one did. Yeah, and just seeing him with that um, the the trident of Atlanta it looked awesome, and then they have that mm-hmm. final fight on top of the you know, and they he doesn't kill him, and you know it it's so that he was being merciful and being better than just he could have should have killed him, but he didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, his mother didn't want her other son dead, you know. She wanted her sons alive. Yeah. So it it worked to make him a hero, to make him a superhero, not just you mm-hmm. know. It works both ways that the son not killing the other son, but also making him a hero more than just a um, king. And, you know, it worked. It all worked pretty well. Um, I do want, though, uh, we know uh, Aladdin had married a second man. Was that the king, the current king? Or is it somebody we've never seen? I mean, that was, I'm still fuzzy about that. Yeah, my wife mentioned that 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 the who's the heir to the throne is not, who's the Elgin Masters baby daddy. It, it it is kind of muddled, which I'm not trying yeah. to do a water pun. It, it it's muddled in that okay, who is really the rightful heir? Now, okay, obviously Aquaman now is the king because he has a trident, but it's still you know fuzzy because okay, if you know, are you just gonna is it? Do they have more kids? Is there other people that could be the king? Does the other king just go away? Or does, you know, the mom no longer be the queen? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. That's another question, too. That's like, okay, you know, if the queen is still alive, you know, does... So that, it gets, that's where some of the plot kind of... If you really think about it, it's like, okay, it's kind of weird. But fine. Uh, exactly. I did but like... You, low. I guess that's a water pun. Sorry. <laughs> um, I did like that you did see Black Manta really do damage to Aquaman. Uh huh. And yeah. Aqu- and Black Manta got really beat up by Aquaman too. They don't kill each other, but it they definitely do some damage to each other. You know, there's consequences to this. You know. Uh yeah, and uh, Ocean Master may come from this high tech world, but Black Manta is so much more competent. <laughs> And good at this than Ocean Master, which is a name used in irony, by the way, because he is no Ocean Master. 
I liked seeing the different fish people there too, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. The different tribes. I, I just thought that it was, they went there. They, you know, you have the courage of your convictions and just be out there. You know what? We're a comic book movie. I don't care if you don't like it, if you think it's too weird. We're going to go 100%. And they went 100%, you know, and it's successful because of that, you know? This movie is so awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing more of this world and DC's uh, aquatic characters like Dolphin from the Showcase, uh, who's who's appeared in Aquaman. Uh, You know, Garth, the Aqualad, his girlfriend, Tulip, a.k.a. Aquagirl, uh, maybe more Topo. So, yeah, you know, some of the plot points were a little bit, um, you know, not 100% there. Like, you could have skipped, you know, I feel like some scenes were skipped, you know, maybe deleted for time, or maybe they, um, I don't know what happened. If they just didn't shoot it, they didn't care. You know, that was kind of an issue we had with it, you know, which is like, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, they just had to trim for time because this was like two and a half hours. I mean, this was a long, this is a long movie. Uh, I just wish theaters would uh, let them uh, go over the two and a half hour mark when they need to. Because uh, I think this movie uh, could have used another 15 minutes. Yeah, I think the hour marks are more with the studio than the theater. You know, and it looks like Warner Brothers just allowed James, you know, Juan to do whatever he wanted. He didn't, he didn't get micromanaged like you know everyone else. Basically, they've got a. That's why him and Peter uh, Jenkins were able to deliver good movies. Um. Yeah, well, Peter Jenkins. Um. But yeah, the uh, director Jenkins. I say Peter Jenkins. Sorry, it's Patty. But uh, yeah, misgendering. Oh, I'm so sorry. God, I'm an idiot sometimes. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, it feels like Warner Brothers did not micromanage, did not change things, unlike Justice League, unlike everything else. And, you know, they didn't mess up this. You know, one looks like, I feel like this is one story and that maybe there might be a, a, you know, a three hour cut that does have all the scenes and that. You know, Warner Brothers said, hey, we can't do three hours, you know, two hours and 45 minutes is probably good enough, you know. So, um, you know, that's fine. Um, do you think, do you want Aquaman to, do you want him, Jason Momoa, to be more mature in that? Or how do you do that where you feel like he's grown as a character without changing too much of him? Because I want him to grow, but I don't know how to, how would you want to do that? Well, I would just show him um, more thinking a little more before acting, because he acts in impulse, repents in uh, leisure. So I would show him a little less impulsive. And other scenes with um, Aquaman as a child, I really liked. I wish there was more of them and some explanation there where, you know, obviously the dad knows about Atlantis and everything and but like you know, did he meet you know the the guy to train him? You know, was he aware of everything going on? You know, yeah, we don't we don't know how much he was aware of, other than that he was going to the dock every day, <laughs> look at waiting for his wife to show back up. 
that scene when they did, you know, reunite, um, I thought was a little bit anticlimactic. I thought it should be a little bit more, you know? Yeah, I would have actually had it meet before the big end. And then she tells him she has to go again to save their, you know, their son has got to end all this. And created some suspense and tension. I would have loved that the dad to see Aquaman in his full uniform, you know? Uh, yeah. And I, I was hoping that we'll get a reference or a cameo for Wonder Woman or, or something else, you know, here. Besides the one line after Justice League, you know, you know, one cameo would have been nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been nice, but I understand uh, probably why one didn't do it is uh, the logistics and the fact that this movie was hurt by references put into movies before this was even conceptualized, and they had to deal with all the crap uh, that Zack Snyder just decided to impose. I mean... Uh, the Wonder Woman movie decided to just ignore it and just pretend like it didn't happen. I mean, it, they they had their references, but it was, you know, just like this, 90% a standalone movie, you know? Mm-hmm. So, there was no scenes to stop it. Because you have to admit, in Justice League, a lot of the scenes where they talk about try to squeeze in references just stop the movie dead in its tracks, and it just they just give do the exposition and then the story continues yeah and i feel like i feel like when uh this is you know we mentioned before in our spoiler free but we'll mention again i think we both agree eight out of ten for this movie yeah eight out of ten where i thought wonder woman was a nine out of ten you know and this is second to wonder woman and everything else better than everything else besides that you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep the snyder movies I could defend them to a degree, and I like them to a degree, you know, Batman, Superman, Man of Steel, but they have more problems, and I think Aquaman and Wonder Woman show the way that you don't have to have the super darkness to it, and, you know, Justice League was better than those other movies, but it was still, you know, a real weird movie, you know, and... It was a mess. Uh, It was too short. Uh... They should have. Um, they should have let Josh Whedon change the villain. You know, the, just Aquaman. It just feels so unique with underwater. You know, reminded me a little bit of um, Avatar. The you know the mm. James Cameron. It just it felt like we never seen anything like it. You know the the underwater scenes where they're talking. At first, I was getting. I, I thought it would be weird to have them you know, talk underwater, and, like, you do sense that they have a different voice, but it's not, like, completely goofy and they're underwater, you know. They made it uh, uh, believable. I mean, yeah, it's not scientifically accurate, but in Star Wars, you can't hear spaceships zoom in real space, so it's a it's a conceit to, to create an interest, and it's just to bring the viewer in the situation. It's a cinematic, it's a cinematic uh, flair, and the way they handled the underwater, uh, the either you know letting the hair flow or people smart enough to have their hair 
bound tightly to their head and uh, hairstyle. Uh, but they didn't go overboard with a bunch of bubbles coming out of people's mouths and stuff. They just made it, uh, if you were willing to go with it, it worked because they kept it consistent. Uh, other than having to work in that nonsense that they did in Justice League with Mara creating the bubble so they could talk. Yeah, they just ignored that altogether. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was wise. So, yeah, Aquaman's a lot of fun. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's fun. You know, it brings, it's like, okay, this feels different. It's not like a, you know. Uh, mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, Jason Momoa's star turn. Like, I would have liked to know why he got all the tattoos. It didn't seem like everyone else did, you know? Chad had some of them. They were uh, Islanders, Islander tattoos. Tribal. Yeah. Because his dad had a few of them. But there should have been... But I don't think that uh, um, most people, unless you uh, live in an area where a lot of... Uh, Islanders have uh, migrated to. Uh, you're not going to know that. The audience should have been cued into it a little more, I think. I liked seeing Aquaman ride, um, you know, the gigantic seahorse. I love that. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's one of my burned memories. Uh, uh, Ramona Frieden drawing Aquaman on a seahorse is like one of the most gorgeous things ever. Her. Yeah, I would recommend if you love old comics, look up her run of Aquaman. It's some beautiful art. And you know that Aquaman is king of the ocean. Seventy percent of the Earth is ocean. He's king of Earth. Oh, hell uh -huh. the king! Yeah, hell the king, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you think of the environmental sub thing they mentioned here? Yeah, uh, we this was uh, a lot uh, more digestible than uh, like mortal engines. Because like they mentioned, you know, oh, the uh, surface, you know, people, they pollute our water and they have this. It wasn't that big a deal. They did mention it, but they kind of glossed over it after the fact, you know. I thought they handled it fine. Uh, I mean, they threw the garbage on land. Uh, See, uh, Ocean, I mean, it's a legit, legitimate gripe. It was just his method of resolving it wasn't legitimate, which is kind of like the whole thing with Killmonger in Black Panther. Uh, legitimate gripe, but went overboard in the wanting, ju he went from wanting justice to something far worse. You know, not that justice is bad, justice is good. It's what we should strive for, but was yeah. what it was doing was far worse than what was actually being done. And that is interesting that, you know, Aquaman did come out and Black Panther came out and they're both similar-ish movies. You know, there's definitely some differences here, but, you know, they have people compared it and said, oh, you know, Jason Moa is seeing his Atlantis for the first time and then we're seeing, you know, Wakanda for the first time and Atlantis has, you know, advanced technology, and Wakanda has advanced technology, and it's a fight for, um, you know, brother versus brother for the throne. You know, there's definitely similarities there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and, and we should also be, 
there's a, a small character, uh, Dr. Shin, played by Randall Park. He was, he was through the movie and TV scenes uh, talking about Atlantis and being dismissed as a crank, you know, because the surface world, they don't believe Atlantis exists, that it's a myth. And they think the Aquaman is some like Bat Boy in a tabloid. <laughs> now, we so get to the... he saves and he saves uh, Black Manta. What do you think of the post the mid credit scene? It was good. It really sets up. You know, he saves uh, Doctor Shin saves uh, Black Manta. I, I really like that they did have Black Manta and Ocean Master. They are like Aquaman's main villains. You know, they didn't try away and try to have a minor villain, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is a one. And this, and I like the way they were able to juggle t- three origin stories, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to know anything about Aquaman before you watch this movie, you know. You're totally fine. Yeah, they tell you what you need to know about Aquaman. Uh, they tell you what you need to know about Ocean Master and Black Manta. You kind of see their origins. Uh, this They handle the three-prong uh, the th- like this a lot better than, let's say, oh, Spider-Man 3. And the best of all, they show you everything. You know, they don't just tell you things. They show you Atlantis. They show you the fight. They show you, you know, growing up, you know, and how they met. And they show you these things. And that's a big difference between other movies. You know, they can have exposition dumps, but showing you this makes more sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a movie, not a novel. Is there anything else you want to say about Aquaman? Uh, I think we've just about said it all. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. All right. Before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right. So that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3d42d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.